Today's episode of Titus and Tate is brought to you by Coors Light. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart by going to CoorsLight.com slash TNT. Please celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. On today's episode of Titus and Tate, we are talking about Patrick Mahomes at the Formula One race. What a, what a time. <laughs> I mean, star, American quarterback. Good to see him. This is the uh, greatest grid walk of all time. Every so often uh, throughout the offseason, we need moments to get Tate back in. We need, yeah. we need like, uh, I, I don't know, I meet myself as well, but we're, we're, I'm, we're talking about you right now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I need it too, but like, the problem with the offseason for us is we don't want to get in a rut tape. We don't want to get in a position where uh, we're, we're Googling transfer portal, hitting yeah. enter, and then coming on the if show. If I'm looking at Rothstein about, and Goodman tweets yes. as like, uh, what are we going to talk about on right. the show? I'm in a dark place. And this Paolo Bencaro situation at the Formula One race Thank you, Martin. is exactly what Tate needed. Yes. He, he was shot out of a cannon. <laughs> he must have texted me a hundred times. Like, I, did you see that? He, he said, did you see this like five different times? I was like, yes, Tate. I, I, I was in the middle and I'm currently like dealing with migraine symptoms. I had a migraine while I was watching this. And when and anyone that has those, you get like, my eyes get blurred and I have like light sensitivity. So I couldn't see who it was, but I'll, in my, you know, state of mind, I was like, is that Paolo Bencaro? <laughs> and, and my greatest dreams were answered, and we'll talk all about we'll, it. We'll, so we'll talk about that because... Content. Uh, it wasn't just that the dude got the identity of Paolo wrong. It was... I don't know. It, it was it, everything. It, it, it was pretty funny. Uh, also, we are going to uh, go... I, I I went to the trouble to do this for, for our listeners' tape. I went frame by frame of every second of the Grizzlies Warriors series, and I'm going to explain over the course of the next hour and a half... Uh, who in this series is dirty, why they are dirty, yeah. which plays they were dirty. Smart play or dirty play? Dirty, yes. Let's do that. Uh, whether it was just hustle, uh-huh. whether uh, it should have been a flagrant one in these instances, a flagrant two. Um, also, uh, remember last show we did when I, when I threw out a hypothetical of John Morant turning his ankle in Jordan Poole, mm. like actually celebrating that? Yikes. Yikes. <laughs> And then I said knock on wood, and then I didn't actually knock on wood. I don't think. I think I knocked on wood. I think, I but I don't think I knocked three times. Is I your table I, I think, actually wood? Is that I think fake I knocked wood? four times. Oh yeah, it might have been some Whoops. sort of fake wood. Uh, also, fat guys are back. That's exciting. Uh, Luca and James Harden, are, are, <laughs> huge. It's huge. So, congrats to the fat guys. We might talk about that. Also, uh, Eric Spolster is a fraud, and I'm ready to. I'm. I, I've had. Oh it. wow. I've had it. I've had it. This Duncan I, Robinson. I, I think situation. the players are frauds. Yeah. I, I, I'm giving Spo a pass. Eric Spolster might be bringing back the fraud power rankings. I just want to say that. So I, I don't. I might save that for later in the show. But this Duncan Robinson situation has gone off the rails, and I I can't sit. It's back. too far. I can't sit back and be silent about it uh, anymore. So uh, we might we might touch on that. There's a lot to talk about, Tate. But first, Woody Durham. All right, let's start with uh, this Formula One deal uh, because, first of all, I was excited to watch this because, uh, like a lot of people that have not watched the uh, the Netflix series, I've been getting Formula One shoved down my throat by like football writers and like you know people I follow on Twitter that I thought kind of had like a lane, had a, had a shtick, had like a thing, and then no, all of a sudden they're more like, lanes talking about I don't know uh, teaching all, you all these about yeah, Formula yeah, teaching One, me, teaching so that me. You learn about it. Yes, you heathen. Um, and and <laughs> I gotta be honest. I thought I I have genuinely thought this entire time that the form and, and I'm gonna name names. You know what? I'm gonna name. It's Kevin Clark. Kevin Clark. I'm talking about you. So like, <laughs> we love just, you, Kevin. like in case anyone's listening and you're like, I, what are we talking about? Is this like more of a Rosillo deal or like you know just some? Is Rosillo like F1 too? Oh yeah! Oh yeah! <laughs> oh, my God. oh yeah! Everyone likes F one, dude. There's there's everyone people all over. Uh, so <laughs> I uh, I'm telling you, like I every every Saturday morning I I wake up and have my coffee and then or Sunday whatever it is and like you're just seeing people, like having honest to God takes. That's what's crazy about it. It's not like you're watching a race because I'll watch I'll watch any sport. Like we talked about this on the show. Like we we are of the ilk where we grew up and at a time where you're like, if you're keeping score and you're putting it on television, I'll watch. I'll watch. I'll watch it. Handball. One of my I'll, favorite I'll watch games. handball. Yeah. What I won't do is watch handball and then speak to like all my audience about like what handball is. Like I'm, why this I is will not, I, I will not start to lecture handball. <laughs> It's to like the peasants. The, it's 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 the equivalent of like a first grader <laughs> teaching the kindergartners. Yeah. And I'm like, what what is what is going on here? So uh 
the, the, this whole rant goes out to Kevin um, because <laughs> Kevin's the most egregious. Which I, I will say, um, th- it is a perfect brand for Kevin. Like it's it's a it perfect marriage. Kevin. It definitely fits yeah. Kevin really well. But like I'm I'm this whole time the, the reason I'm it's I'm, not I'm, Kevin's fault. We're just no. he, he has become the face of what we're talking about, which is the the F one experts everywhere yes. around us. But what I wanted to say is that this entire stretch of the last three months, four months, I don't know how long it's been. Like, but it it feels like the last three months, say for me, four months. Um, I I have genuinely in my heart of hearts thought it was a bit. I have. I thought like like mm-hmm. Kevin Clark talking about Formula One and Michelle Beadle. Uh, tweeting about Formula One, <laughs> yeah, and all these people that I I follow and I I I you know I I I thought I knew I thought I had like some sort of understanding of who they were as people. Um, now all of a sudden they're they're having Formula One takes, and I thought all of the I thought they were all kidding. I thought it was like some sort of like wink wink. Yeah, isn't it funny how I care about this? So now the first Formula One race is coming to America this this year. It's in Miami. Um, this is like it, first race in Miami, not first race in America, right? But the first race on this, this oh. season, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, 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 yeah that's yeah, what yeah. I meant. Sorry, sorry, sorry. The most famous Formula One race I was at in Indy mm-hmm. in 2005. Oh, wow! Like three fourths of the the cars sent the wrong tires, mm. and all the Firestone tires they decided like right as is about to go green, they were like our tires can't handle this track, and they pulled all the cars off. And there was like six cars that ran the race and all these Europeans that flew over and came to the race and spent thousands of dollars to come to Indy and watch Formula One on the, you know, the, the, the most famous track in racing. And they were so excited in the snap of a finger. It went from a race to like six cars just parading around the track and they're all throwing their freaking Stella Artois. (laughs) (laughs) There's the Rosé and the Stella and my, my dad and I, uh, who, we live 15 <laughs> minutes down the road. We, we, my dad got free tickets because he was the AD at Speedway High School. They're at, right, right next to the, the track. Yeah. Uh, he, he's like, Mark, you want to go? This? I was like, sure, we'll go. We, we we show up and we had no idea, like kind of, we didn't really care who's going to win or anything. And and this this whole situation unfolds and they're all losing their minds. And my dad and I are just cackling, high-fiving each other at all these Europeans that are going crazy. <laughs> and that was... It was. It was. Uh, so, the, and so what you're saying is that you are actually the Formula One expert. If anyone, 2005 watching, sounds uh, yeah, a lot longer been, than 2000. I've got takes to go back to 2005. Uh, <laughs> so, I, th- I, th- anyway, that was a long-winded way of, of just saying, like, this is the reason I was tuning into this was yeah, because, like, I, I've hard. been, I've, I, 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 I'm a diehard. Uh, I have been prepped by various people in sports media that I, I am friends with, that I follow, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and I was finally like, you know what? I'll watch. Like I can't. You can't be a hater from the sidelines. You got to get it. You got to get your hands in there. You got to try it for yourself. And then you can be a hater if you don't like it. Uh, so I turned on this the the Formula One deal, and that brings us to what we really want to talk about, which is Paolo Bencaro getting recognized on the track, but also at the same time, not at all. Yeah, I mean. Th- Formula One, right? I understand, like you know, the the pageantry. I understand that it has like a, a class to it. Obviously, it involves all the world. So, like, I understand the intrigue, right? You get it. You're like, yeah. okay, these are a lot of people that want to be hanging out in Monaco. I get it. That's right. like the class of crowd that they're going after. But for you and I, you're IndyCar, yes, Indianapolis, Indiana. Yes. Yes. I am NASCAR, right? You know, I'm North Carolina, Dale for life. You know what I mean? That that's like what we. So we like racing. We have racing threes in up. our threes blood. up for Dale. Yeah, always. All the threes up, always. Okay. But in general, so we come into this and we're like, we like racing. You know what I mean? So I do. I do. I, I, do, I, I, I love yeah. racing. I do love racing. I remember when I was a kid and I was like eight years old and I would come out on Sundays and I would see my neighbor would have all the Bud Light cans yeah. on the top of the road and I'd always. Have, I was like, yeah. what? My mom's like, race, race yeah. on Sunday. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's just what it was. So we love racing. So we come into it with a with a positive attitude. And I could not have been met with better content. <laughs> you know what I mean? Not the race part the of race it. The race was garbage. The race was garbage. Terrible but, but race. The what Martin Brindle did as an interviewer, as yeah. we are Jays, as journalists, we watch that, we marvel at it, we respect it. And the Palo Bancaro incident, honestly, was probably the third most interesting thing. I mean, it's number one in our hearts, but like, I mean, he had the Williams sisters. You saw yeah, that. I yeah. mean, he was like their standoffish. They never talked to anyone. He he, his he won my respect when he he was his like commentary was unbelievable. I could not believe he was saying half the things he was saying. Shout out to Sky Sky Sports for letting him do it. He won my respect when uh he was trying to talk to David Beckham, and then Beckham like <laughs> turns his turns away, and then he's, he and ran he away says, from, and him. then he goes, "It looks like Beckham's got some official team business, but no mind, we'll figure it out." <laughs> and I was like, "What?" 
He's getting in there and he just is like <laughs> bobbing and weaving through like ropes and past security guards. This is a man who calls himself DJ Khaled. That was one of the best. Uh, and then DJ Khaled brought in. He had he was like, we're looking for celebrities. We're looking for celebrities. He had D Wade and Gabrielle Union literally walking right next to him. And he's like, where are those celebrities? Because <laughs> these people out of my face. And then, so my question is, do you think he, he thought this or is this a producer in his ear telling him that that might be Patrick Mahomes? Yes. Right that, that, that is where it starts. So he's walking down the grid walk. If you didn't see this, he's trying to find celebrities. Director, producer, whoever's in his ear is saying, Martin, this person's there. Grab them. This person's there. Grab them. So I think the person in his ear originally said, there's Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. That, grab Patrick Mahomes. That's so, what I thought. Too, so that's how it started. If if he knew who Patrick Mahomes, like Patrick Mahomes is more famous than Paolo Bencaro. I yes. understand that. But also... uh. I, Not to a formula, former Formula One driver. You know what I mean? He doesn't know who Patrick yeah, Mahomes that's what or Paolo Bencaro. I mean. So for him to be like kind of confident that might be Patrick Mahomes, <laughs> that was already... But but then to be wrong, like that didn't add up to me. Like that 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 to me was like very obviously someone was in his ear and like that might be Pat, one of these British dudes that's yeah. producing it. It was like, is, is that Patrick, oh, is that Patrick oh, Mahomes? Oh, <laughs> he, he tosses Oi. the footy. The, the hand egg. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, so that's how it starts. It starts with him saying Patrick, and then Paolo Bancaro keeps walking because no one answers to not their name. Right. But kudos to him. He does turn around because he's like, obviously, someone is behind me yelling a name. So he and kudos to this Martin guy because he had just he just experienced. <laughs> I don't I don't know who this guy is, and I'm not gonna pretend to know. I'm gonna give him a taste of his own medicine. <laughs> Martin Tyler is that him? He yeah. calls the the soccer games. Yeah, I remember yeah, yeah, him. Yeah, he's like yeah. the voice of FIFA, right? There you go. Um. Martin Tyler here. <laughs> Rooney! <laughs> Rooney! <laughs> Sean Wright Phillips, a real bundle of energy. Uh, so Martin Tyler 2.0, whatever, whoever this guy is. Yeah. Uh, he, had, he had just experienced this with David Beckham, where David Beckham kind of gives him the cold shoulder or whatever. So in his mind, he's like, Patrick, Paolo Bencaro doesn't turn. He's like, Whatever. Just, I just another day just at the another office. Another day at the office. Yeah. Like this, this, this is going to continue. And this to is his me. thing that he does. Uh, according to all the experts on Twitter, this is what he does. He goes down the grid. He he talks to people. He tries to get interact with the racers. And he was a former former driver himself. So he, he was. Yeah, 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 yeah. Really? His bio. Dude, I, thought, I followed him on every platform after this incident because I was like, this guy is a legend. His bio <laughs> and everything says, "I can," and I I promise, "I can because I did." <laughs> <laughs> we got to keep that line. You should use that, by the way. I can't. When someone comes at you and they're like, "Why yeah. are you talking about college basketball?" Say, "I can't." I can't because I, I did. did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How can you, dude? You pick Kentucky to win it all. How how can you get paid to do this? And I, I, can I can because, because I, did. I did. Yeah. So that is his. That is the, the kind of energy that you have going into this grid walk. If you would have told me this man was England's version of uh, who's who's the uh, uh, the Real Housewives guy, Andy Cohen. Yes. That is yeah. yeah. If you would have told me that's who this guy is. I would have. By the way, like, Andy Cohen would have been great at the grid walk. <laughs> he would have been great. That, that, maybe they figured that out for now. So Paolo, so he, he goes up to Paolo. Paolo yeah. turns around. Uh, they they do a very quick interview. I can see out of my right eye right now because I'm so excited. So I'm about so to. I, I have a little up. play by play. The first thing he says is, "Patrick, how are you?" <laughs> That's the first thing he says, and uh, Paolo says it's amazing to be alive. <laughs> and he's looking around. He's like, "I can't believe I'm here." Um, and then he and then he gets asked about the the drivers, the incredible drivers, and Paolo says, "You can see they're locked in." And then there's there's an awkward silence because Martin's like, "Okay, what else?" And he was like, "Reminds me of myself." <laughs> Another awkward silence. This was a long awkward silence because he's like, "Who are?" Well, he's like, "What do you mean, remind yourself?" And then he goes, "The real focus." So he says, reminds, reminds me of myself. And then the next thing that Martin does is go, and pray tell, who are you? <laughs> <laughs> Which is unbelievable. Because the answer, the fact that he said these world-class drivers reminds me of myself is one thing. But then to have the guy that asked you the question to say, okay, good point, but who are who you? Who are you? <laughs> so good. And he finally taught us. We've been waiting all year to figure out how to pronounce Paolo Bencaro. Paolo Bencaro. So the yes. fact that we finally had the full culmination moment of him saying, his own name, Paolo Bencaro. Which uh, one of the great ironies of all this is that if we would have, if, if Jim would have done his job and actually made the Paolo Bencaro, the, the say to do it again, Paolo Bencaro. If he would have actually released the song, Jim, if he would have cut this up, this mm -hmm. that would have gone up the charts in all those discotheca European places. Huge. And Martin 
Brundalulu. What's his name? <laughs> Brindle. Brindle. I think it's Brindle or Brundle. Brundalu. <laughs> <laughs> I think Brindle might be like what dog? You know, like the the dogs that are like it's like they're Brindle pups. You know what I mean? I think I think I'm getting Brundle and Brindle confused. But Br Martin Brindle. Martin Tyler. Uh, <laughs> he would have known who Paolo Bancaro was if if your song would have been released. But yes. you know that's the. Um, but I, I put myself in his shoes that he thinks it's Patrick Mahomes. He realizes it's not Patrick Mahomes, but the stranger standing in front of him just said, these Formula One drivers <laughs> remind, me, remind of my, me of myself. And he doesn't know who he is. And he's like, who are you? That's why he had to ask. A lot of people I saw were like, why would he even ask? You know what I mean? Why wouldn't you just play it off? He had to ask because that, that answer was so alarming. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're like, you're like, for someone to have such hubris, you must be You must be somebody. Someone. Yeah, and he is someone. I mean, he's Paolo Bencaro. So there, there cannot be a more deflating. No, it was question great. than who are you when when you're when you're at an event as a celebrity yes. as a VIP and you're on television. Your one job is says, to be you, to be yeah, somebody. And someone literally shoves a microphone in your face and the camera and says, "Who are you? <laughs> Can you just tell our audience who you are? And do you have to explain who you are?" Oof. And he did that to there was one social media influencer guy that I, I had no idea who he was, but Martin didn't either. And he was like, who are you? And the guy, <laughs> the guy was like mad that he asked, you know what I mean? And then he just was like, and you're famous on Instagram. You know? It's like these are fair questions. It was all fair game. Yeah, TJS. Do you think he, he, he'd know TJ? Yeah. I think he would have yeah, known. Whatever, he would have known Coach K, right? Like if Coach K was with because I saw a lot of people saying that, too, like he would have known Coach K. I think he does know. I think he would have known Coach K, and question. that would have been the funniest part if he was like, "Oh, Coach K," and he's very excited to ignored Paolo Vancaro. That would have been funnier because that would have been for the farewell. <sighs> oh man, yeah, it, it was great though. Here's crossover content. If you are a Titus and Tate fan yeah. and a fan of Cl Kevin Clark's work, yes, this was your moment in the sun to get the Paolo Bencaro. Formula Which we, one. I, I am very much a fan of Kevin Clark's work. I just thought Kevin Clark was kidding. Like, I, I just want, like, if Kevin Clark is here, my question would be like, are you fucking serious, bro? <laughs> like, that's like, and I asked him that a lot when we worked together. Yes. Like, Kevin would just kind of knock on our door and pop his head and, and I'd be like, let me ask you something, Kevin. He's like, yeah, go ahead, man. Are you fucking serious, dude? <laughs> He's like, okay, you got me. Right. I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> no, Ke I, I, I shouldn't probably lie because Kevin is the one guy that makes the most sense that he would show up and like. Mm -hmm. I saw him. Uh, he was there, so he it was. Does, it yeah, he, he's 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 a Miami guy, and like it all it all checks out. It makes total sense. Like he's yeah. a guy that like wears loafers and and mm -hmm. like is no socks. To, yeah, like he, he's it all checks out that that, that Kevin would be uh, into Formula One. But to, to the larger point, I think. My big takeaway from this, from this Martin Brundle, Brindle, one or the other, uh, Paolo Vancaro situation, is and and then the race was terrible. The race, yeah. Was, let's like, talk about. I don't want to hear anybody try to tell me that this race was in, in, in any way, shape, or form a, a an exciting race. It was it was boring as hell. It was a parade of cars. Martin no Brundle, passing. official. Brundle, okay, all right. <laughs> um, so. My my big takeaway from the whole experience where this thing got hyped up to be like some sort of I I I saw some I think it was Darius Butler was on McAfee's show today and said it was like this it felt like the Super Bowl like he was there and he was like if it had like a Super Bowl feel to it and all this and I'm I I'm losing my mind because what I learned from this whole experience watching Formula One come to America and like it really they really think like this is the time when we come to America this time we have them because the Netflix. And and all these dumb Americans think they're <laughs> we, racing. We have because of Netflix. All these dumb Americans think Netflix invented this league <laughs> like a year and a half ago. Red Bull and yeah. Netflix yeah. invented this. It came together. We have them. This is our time. Uh -huh. This is our moment. And what I want to tell people is that we fought a war to not have to care about Sky Sports. Mm -hmm. Like we fought. Like we the the idea. What this should teach us once and for all mm -hmm. is that. We as red-blooded Americans do not have to care about anything going on outside of this country as it pertains <laughs> to sports. And if you are someone who does care, I'm not trying to gatekeep. I'm not trying to like talk you into like not caring about this. I'm just saying like don't feel an obligation. Don't feel there are far too many people in this country, Tate, like especially around our age, mm -hmm. that wake up at 6:30 a.m. because damn it, they love Liverpool. And damn it, they 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 just have Tottenham Hotspur in their blood and they got to watch. And what I just want to say to those people is like, you are under a no obligation. We Again, we fought a war. Uh, blood was shed. We 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 overthrew a monarchy to for you to not have to care about Norwich City turning the ball over in the midfield too often and like actually pretending like your blood pressure is getting up about this and all this sort of thing. That is my takeaway. That is my message to the American people is that 
they don't care about us. They don't know Penelope <laughs> and Carol. We don't have to care about them. So yeah. watch it with like a fleeting interest. Like it, it's a curiosity. It's on your television. Watch it. Enjoy it. Have fun. Maybe pump the brakes. Like we don't, you don't have to actually have takes on this stuff. You no. don't actually have to like get your blood pressure up because like McLaren, this is not their year. And Mercedes, it might be Mercedes year, but I don't know. Cause like, it's Louis, you don't have to care. Just, just watch it. Move on. Yeah. It's okay to do that. It's okay to do that. That's, that's all I want to say. Just let it wash over you. And in the words of Martin Brundle, whatever. You know what I mean? Like the, the way that he felt after he yeah. talked to Patrick Bancaro, he was just like, whatever. whatever. I'll never see that whatever. guy again. Well, that's right. That's how we should be. That's our attitude. That's our attitude. That's our attitude. That's our attitude. Whatever. Whatever. A whole lot of whatever. Doesn't matter. Speaking of. That's my attitude towards the Euro League, by the way. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I feel that. I feel that. Speaking of, I mean, in general, like. I mean, I would want to drive with Ferrari, right? Doesn't everyone just want to ride with Ferrari or drive with Ferrari? Isn't that the thing? Isn't that obvious? Like, I saw even some of this stuff coming out. These rumors are like, Lewis Hamilton, he may he may want to go to Ferrari. I was like, of course. Who wouldn't? Who wouldn't? Yeah. So, I like, don't I, don't, I don't even understand that either because it's like everyone else, I feel like you're just like, there's an obvious best here. The, wanna, the idea of like cheering of. for teams is preposterous, too, in racing. It's, it's <laughs> If you ain't first, you're last. And I don't understand how, like... When did this I, mean, I, I know there are teams in NASCAR. There's teams in every form of racing, but like, yeah. not really. Well, that's what I Nobody. also figured out the difference. Cause I, I was thinking to myself, like we like racing, but I was like, uh, why is formula one so much cooler than NASCAR? Yeah. And it's simple. It's all about optics. Yeah. You got a freaking Camry. You got a freaking Camry riding <laughs> up against a freaking, you know, Mustang. Yes. Meanwhile, Formula One, it's a Ferrari right. going up against, a, you know, all, all these high class cars. Yes. So that's all it is. You know what yeah. I mean? It's a lot of gatekeeping there to to hold down NASCAR. But, uh, you know, I'm off my soapbox. I don't think I learned Just, a lot from this experience. It was a nice spectacle. It was cool to see all the people there involved and invested. But like you said, the race was boring. The race was boring. I... I but you can watch it. Like if you if you're into it, watch yeah. it. Whatever. Just but don't I, yell about it don't, at us. To, I'm just saying you don't have to. If you're someone yeah. who's like feels like you're missing out. If you're someone who's uh, mm. this is a safe haven. Come to Titus and Tate. We we will we will hold you in our arms. We can all be safe together. Yeah. If you are someone who like suddenly looked up in 2021 and was like, did all my friends become Formula One fans? How did this happen? Mm -hmm. I don't want to do that. It's okay. You don't have to. You don't have come, to. Come come hang out with us. We'll we'll gladly and we are race fans. Like, by the way, is soccer slash football for all the people that have been watching for 10 years? Um, are they worried about Formula One? <laughs> you know what I mean? Because like it was always that was the sport that was gonna come up and get the, the intrigue the, who, and the who's interest. Who's gonna tap into the American and I think and it might be Formula, Formula One, one is like trying to 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 skip ahead of soccer, aka football. So I don't think that any of them are. I think that's the point. I think exactly. Like, and then the NFL's like, to, give me yeah. all your, give me your yeah. money. That, I, I think like it might boil down to uh, the Formula One stuff that pisses me off. And like, I don't really, uh, I, I, I like all racing, whatever, but like there is the, the, the smugness of the Formula One people that yeah. like, this is the yeah. first time racing has come to America. <laughs> and I'm here to tell you in three weeks in Indianapolis, it's the biggest sporting event in the world every single year. That's not my opinion. It's literally fact. It'll be the biggest, most attended sporting event in the entire planet will happen in Indianapolis. It'll be an automobile race, mm -hmm. and it'll be 10 billion times better than whatever we watched in Miami. But is it F1, though? But, <laughs> but are they driving? <laughs> that is the do they have a Netflix show? <laughs> will Lewis Hamilton be there? Go watch that. That's my soapbox. Go watch the Indy 500. It's it's the it's the best. It's uh there will not be a parade of cars. I promise you that it'll be uh there's there's actual passing. They don't lay on their brakes. Mm. They're going the cars are faster. Uh, they they're going 230 miles an hour. Um, they they the the if if you start like really in the top 20, you have a shot at winning it. Unlike Formula One, which was like funny watching the pre race stuff. But they they interviewed like the McLaren dude, and he was like, "Yeah, it's not our day. We're not gonna." I'm like, "The race hasn't even started yet. You already know it's not your day. What kind of sport is this?" Yeah, we're not going to win today. <laughs> you're starting like eighth, and you're you're saying you don't have a shot. It's over. That's it's over. That's, that's how it works. So anyway, let's move on. That was good though. That was a nice dive in. I feel like I learned a lot this weekend. Yeah, I don't know. It, it, I got fired up, but the thank God for uh, for Patrick uh, or, or Paolo Bencaro and the one more time Martin Brundle. <laughs> Brundle. Brundle. Martin Brundle. Okay. Martin Brundle. Oh, we great. should have him on the show. By the way, he he might be my favorite non-american out there because yeah. of that whole thing and it, and it it would be even better i want to get him to interview like i want Armando him to go to final four media days <laughs> he's like guillermo at the nba finals yeah. for kibble you we know? just sit him around he asks just, all the questions just, <laughs> he's asking everybody bruce pearl 
I'd watch. Oh, man. Quick break to get a word from our sponsor. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. After all, who doesn't love a great deal, right? And when it comes to great rates on insurance for all things in your life, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners, condos, or renters coverage. You could save even more with a special discount when you bundle your coverages. Plus, add the easy-to-use Geico mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance and more, and choosing to switch to Geico becomes an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save with great rates and discounts. It's easy. Simply go to Geico.com to get a rate quote or contact your local agent and get started seeing how much you could save today. Should we talk about the playoffs a little bit? Yeah, why not? Why not? What what uh what stands out to you in the last since the last time we talked? The uh, last time we talked, but we'll we'll do a quick uh update for mm-hmm. the for the people that are maybe not following the playoffs that much. Uh the Suns were prepared to sweep the Mavs. Little hiccup there. Uh they instead of winning the two games at Dallas, they lost those two games. So now that series is tied at two. Um Whoops. We were here in sweep. <laughs> yeah, we were here. Our sources have <laughs> confirmed to us a sweep was coming. Um, meanwhile, the Grizzlies Warriors series, which we talked a lot about uh, because John Morant is him. Mm-hmm. Or is he? Because is he? he's out now. And and as I said, I threw out the hypothetical that Jordan Poole would laugh at John Morant being out. And then and then Jordan Poole touches, lightly touches John Morant's knee. John Morant is tweeting about it, deleting tweets. Yeah. This series has gone off the rails. I, I, I guess that's where I want to start. Is like I, uh, I, I, I thought this was the series I was most excited about. This was number one on my power rankings of the four going going on right now. Um, it, it's it's jumped the shark a little bit. There's a little too much. Uh, like I, I joked at the top, like breaking down frame by frame. Is this a dirty play? Does this break the code? What is the code? What is the code? Are you allowed to touch people on a basketball court? And how <laughs> it's a whole bunch of, you know, let's try to figure out a way to get you at a disadvantage by complaining about it and making a scene about it. But then everyone, when they get caught out on it, they didn't. I didn't say that. I didn't, I didn't say he did it on purpose. I don't yeah. think anyone's dirty. No, 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 no. But then, but then five seconds ago, just, <laughs> you just said it was dirty and that he did do it. on. You know what I mean? It's a lot of that, too, where it's like, what are we even saying here? And obviously, let's just be upfront about it. I mean, they got what they wanted with Dylan Brooks getting suspended. Yes. So as soon as that happened, all it was about with, you know, kind of the, the conversation was like, let's get these guys suspended. Let's let's make it even. Mm-hmm. And this happened, so let's get you know. I think I the only know. fair play is to suspend both teams. Yes, I think it's I think, over. I, Send it. I, I think. I think uh, make their G League teams play each other or something. I think that's the only way mm-hmm. we can. Uh, but you're right. It's it's just like a if if none of the the preamble exists and and Jordan Poole lightly touches John Morant's knee, which I think he hurt well before the that play. Like because there there were there, there was I, I think most people are I've arrived there, but when it first happened i think people were pointing to to jordan Poole touching his knee is like is that where jaw hurt his knee and then i think there was another play earlier in the game but then now the discussion is like the jordan Poole know that his knee was bad and he hit it to to on purpose uh, agitate it but if you don't have the preamble of of draymond uh you know his flagrant too when he gets ejected and then uh dylan brooks conking dude in the head <laughs> out of nowhere <laughs> <laughs> And then, and then we get what happens in game three. Every, think, everything is like a reaction to what someone else did. Exactly. But, but, exactly. but everyone wants to figure is trying to blame the other person for starting it. And at the end of the day, we're just we've lost the whole plot. You know what I mean? What yeah. What are we talking about here? And now that we don't even get to watch Ja play in this game and that he's out, now we're gonna have all the car. You know how it works? Like all the. They lost because of this. This is the reason. If they they had Dylan Brooks, they would have won. You know, right, what I mean? that right. we have all those conversations, which I'm tired but, of that too. Uh, Steve Kerr didn't help when like the Dylan. No, Brooks Kerr made it worse, and Kerr was sure. just kept going in on. Which like again, in a vacuum, maybe it's your right to talk about the, the Dylan Brooks incident, but then also like your player just hit a guy in the face and pulled him down by his jersey. So yeah. like, no Grizzlies fans trying to hear you get on your soapbox and. Exactly. Explain the integrity of the game right now. It's just spiraled out of control. Game four is tonight. The Warriors are probably going to win, but also I've been wrong about every single <laughs> NBA outcome. So who the hell knows what's going to happen? But Jaws not supposed to play. So the, there's what could possibly go wrong. I know, and honestly, I think it might be it might be a good thing that he's not playing because as we've seen this year, I mean, sometimes they they almost look like they're more in sync when they don't have Jaw because Jaw is such a, a force in and of himself and. 
It reminds me of when Curry was first, like 2015, 2016, when he was first making his run. And then yeah. Aisha had the whole, like, is it rigged? Is it whatever? Yes. I don't know, you know, but it, it kind of, Steph, for lack of a better term. That was when Steph took out his mouthpiece and hit a Cleveland fan in the face with it, right? <laughs> Watched it. But regardless, it, yes, it, it just, <laughs> it took a lot of, it just it made it all messy. You know what I mean? Yeah. For lack of a better term. It just feel like we're not having fun anymore. We're not talking about the basketball. We're not talking about how amazing John Moran is. We're not talking about how great Steph Curry has been or how great, yes. you know, Jordan Poole has been. We're talking about like, this guy is cheating. This, this guy, guy is dirty. Well, to that point, all four series, like where we're at as a playoffs, because we're we're both very excited about where the playoffs are at. Because we, we I, I mentioned on the last show that, uh, for for all the 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 belief that the NBA is rigged and this is heading down an obvious path, <laughs> everyone agree, even the people that agree that this is headed down an obvious path, disagree on what that obvious on path what the, is. What the obvious path? Um, and that's exciting for the first time in a in in a while. I guess last year was a little open, but I don't I, I don't know. Like we're we're in an era now officially. It's officially an o- open ended era. There's no last year. Every um, single person acted like though that you know Giannis those guys won because all the injuries and stuff. So this right. year it feels like we're, we're not doing that, but also we are going to I do that. Very don't soon. know. Is there any one of these eight that you would if? <laughs> Of these eight teams that are remaining, is there any team that you're like zero percent chance they can win the title? I don't know if I could say zero percent. I don't like, think Gri- I think the Grizzlies are probably number eight on my list, but but I wouldn't but, even but say I wouldn't, that. I wouldn't, yeah, but yeah. I wouldn't say you know what I mean. But I also wouldn't be like they're they're like they're happy to be here. Like if the Grizzlies, I don't know. Anyway, um, <laughs> the w- the playoffs have been fun. We're in a great position with uh, uh w- with the open endedness and the the we have no idea what's coming. But the Grizzlies Warriors series, Tate, feels like a discussion about who's dirty and who's not and who started it and who's who should be suspended and was it a fragrant two. Mm-hmm. The the Mav Sun series has devolved into like flopping. It's just a flop off. And it's the same sort of deal of like the Suns are mad that Luca's flopping, but then also Luca's like cry. I learned I learned for yeah, yeah. cry bitch. Yeah, that's <laughs> literally, that's really his angle. I mean, he yeah. was like I thought Chris Paul was like, did I really hit you that hard? He was like, he was like, it was a smart play. You know what I mean? That's where we're at now, where it's like all technicalities. Yeah. Uh, that, that's what the Mavs Sun series has become, is it's arguing about flopping. The Bucks Celtics series is refs. It's, yes. uh, it's, it's every, they're frame by frame. Each, each fan base is like, like Celtics fans are losing their minds that the refs have rigged it against the Celtics. Uh, game three, I'm talking about. They, they play again tonight, but, um, but then at the same time, Bucks fans are like, you guys shoot more free throws than us every single game. How is that possible? And then they're like, yeah, but, and it's just like turning into a, a ref discussion. And then, and both teams are like the refs have been horrible. You yeah, know what I mean, like both sides are both sides are like this is horrible. But like you said, but they're like, but I'm not agreeing with you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But not both ways. Yeah, but not both <laughs> ways. Yeah. And then the uh, the Heat Sixers series. No one's watching. Who cares? <laughs> no, the Heat Sixers series is who, which coach is the bigger fraud? Yes, that's what it is. Is is it Doc Rivers who's been? Fraudulent his entire career, as we know, um, or <laughs> or is it Eric Spolster who won't play Duncan Robinson, who has a ninety million dollar contract sitting on his bench, and uh, which was fine when when they weren't winning, or when they were winning. I'm sorry, when the Heat are winning and you're, you're Duncan's getting DNPs. I'm like, all right, I get it. Duncan's a team player. I'm sure he's okay with this, but they're losing now and he's not playing. He can't see the court. Yeah, explain this to me. You're the NBA guru. What the hell's going on here? <laughs> it's not looking good. I mean, the good news is that he already got what we really wanted him to get, which is like getting paid. You the know, bag, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's our boy. We're we're happy for him. It is true. You know what I mean? Like at the end of the day, he's okay. It's gonna be fine. That we is don't true. Like if, about if, I, if I if if our contracts are up with Fox and they come to us and they're like, we're gonna we're gonna just give you an absurd deal, and then we sign it. We're like, all right, cool. And then they're like, but here's the deal: you're not gonna you're just gonna kind of sit on the bench and not really play. I'd be like, cool. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, I'm a team player. <laughs> I can do that. So I don't. I'll think smash he, that retweet for. Uh, I don't think he's that. I don't think he's upset shows. in that sense because he understands. But I think he has to be upset because they need someone to shoot and at least yeah. make. Yeah. It understandable that they could make a three, and the guy can't get on the court because they know that James Harden will basically just go after him. But I, I, I don't think that's necessarily a guarantee, but that seems to be why I don't he's not getting a chance. James Harden didn't play in the Big Ten and Duncan did. And I think it, it's Ooh, like, like yeah. you're talking about like DNA, defensive DNA. Mm-hmm. Just Duncan just throws some Big Ten defense at him. Yeah, he's not ready for it. 
It really does, dude. It drives me crazy. Like, just just get up in them. Like, that, I don't understand why guys don't do that with Harden think- and Luca and all these guys. Like, just kind of just get up in a spate. You get a hand up. Like these guys get sh- they, these guys are shooting and it's Duncan like, gets a shot in this game. Why not close out? I think he gets a shot in this game. <laughs> I think they I think they have to let him try. Like, yeah, in this game, they they try to get him at least five ten minutes. Maybe get it get a couple shots up. See if he can make a difference. But the 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 part that sucks is that. If you go, if he misses his first shot, he's out. It's, it's, it's over. Yeah, <laughs> it's stupid. I had, I had this thought about Jaw. By the way, I I uh, I forgot to say when we were talking about Jaw earlier. Did you see he was out in the clubs at a? Uh, I thought that was cap, the big, as the kids would say. That was cap. That was cap. Okay. I don't think that he was. Uh, I don't. I I need to see. It's it's. You think all, it was like old video? Yeah, exactly. Okay, because my. And I also think. I also think it was purposefully put out there as like a, because when when I watch game three, I'm like, oh, Jaws locked in. You know what I mean? But I think it was all this kind of is he is he all the way in? Oh, you think you think like I think he was playing someone, mind games. Someone listened to our show and we called him the Hoat. Uh-huh. He's the hymnist of all time. Uh-huh. And they and it's like an attack on him now. This is a this is a coordinated. They're they're trying to lock smear back. campaign. Yeah. I, I I was galaxy brain about it though that I uh, uh, I was thinking about Jaws injury and and we're not really sure how he hurt it and how severe it is and all that. I was thinking, is this a, a play to divert? Because because looks up at the end of the game, they're getting run out of the gym in game three. His knees slightly hurt. Um, do you think it's going through his brain that he's like, I'm gonna get killed for being at the club last night before the game? And we're getting killed now. That's all the talk is going to be about mm-hmm. what I was up to when we came out here. So what I'm going to do is hold my knee and then blame it on Jordan Poole so that we distract everybody. And we talk about that instead of mm. what everyone is going to talk about. Because you know the takes were, were locked and loaded. Like if if, if, if John Morant is 100% and he finishes that game, then all the discussion is about like, was he out at the club? And then yeah. that's that's, you know, should he be more locked in? But now it's about the injury, and I think, I I I, I think there might be something to that, Tate. That's all I'm going to say. And and how does that affect his him of all time ranking? Ooh, that is in fact he's still top five, <laughs> still top five him. But I do I'm a little worried just in general about that situation getting out of hand with a lot of like uh, you know guys flopping, guys freaking out, and then also with Chris Paul, the fact that Chris Paul. I mean, can we talk about that? I mean, this whole thing. Yes. He, he fouls out yes. of this game. Yes. He's completely, since he's turned 37, these past two games have been terrible for Chris Paul. Just, I mean, just generally speaking, he has been completely out of mm-hmm. it. But then he snaps. I mean, because, uh, you know, all the conversation about it is, you know, is is his mom and all, all the stuff that, you know, then there was like a 16-year-old kid. And he's like, I'm going to, I'm going to see you later. All I had to say is he was that, 16, or was he? Did, did, I, I that, don't know. That, the okay, kid looked right. like a because he did look 16. I don't know if you were saying 16 because you knew no, no, no. Somewhere, I, or if I'm just, just guessing. Just but guessing. the fact yeah, that yeah. that moment in time happened, like we're so far because they were so set. You know, Phoenix was so ready to to go back, win a title, get everything together, and these past two games have just been absolutely a disaster. And Chris Paul seems completely out of it. And I'm hoping that Devin Booker. And Monty and these guys can kind of lock it up and, and get together and and you know get out of here and, and get away from Luca mm-hmm. because the way that it's looking right now, it's not. Has I, the series swung? Is that what you're saying? We're close. The series is swung. We're close. The well, Sixers have already. I think the Sixers. I, I'm. I think the Sixers could win that series. Whoa. I'm already in that. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, I'm already there. All right. <laughs> But I'm worried uh, about Chris Paul. I really am, and I like Chris Paul a lot. I'm a big fan of his. But that that response and that reaction, and just I don't I don't know. I mean, it was so strange, and it, like you said, I mean, between that and the Warriors and the the Grizzlies, these two situations, we're just so it's, far removed from we're, basketball. We're just talking about society, and, <laughs> you know what I mean? We're just so far removed from basketball. <laughs> Where my basketball going? I don't know. This is where you miss David Stern because David Stern would pause the playoffs, call it, call a, a a big team meeting with everyone in the NBA, yeah. and say cut it out, just everybody cut it out. Yeah, lock it. Cool up. the shit. Mm-hmm. You're all you're all suspended. He would he would just like pick one. David Stern would like pick one guy on every single team and have him executed. Send the <laughs> message. 
<laughs> and he's like, now, now do you want to complain? And it's like, what the hell did you just? It's like he, they just need someone to say, let's calm it down. You know what I mean? Yes. Let's lock it up. Let's play the game. Let's chill out. Let's stop, uh, you know, blowing things out of proportion because there is a conversation now of, you know, who did what? And is this guy going to be suspended? Chris Paul doesn't want to talk about it anymore. I think he should I, talk about it. And, and Charles Barkley made a great point. He's like, give me five minutes center court, you know, and you can't do anything. Yeah, 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 <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? You can't sue me. You can't call me out. Like, give me five minutes. I'll set them straight and then we'll move on. I mean, that's but what the, the story is that the kid put hands on Chris Paul's family on his wife and his mom. Yeah. Mm. Pushed him or something. Yeah. Right. I mean, he looked shocked. I, I mean, he looked yeah. like uh, he looked like he did something wrong. And Chris Paul, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. it just it's, wasn't a good look for anybody, though. You know what I mean? And if you're a Mavericks fan, like there's no way that you want to have that reflect on you as a fan. So, I mean, that I don't know. The whole thing was just remember when fans came back and uh, people were crying about how great <laughs> it is. Yeah. And then immediately <laughs> like, they're like, get these fans out of here. And then everyone was like, "These, the pandemic has taught us all to be savages, and we don't know how to be fans." And then I was like, "This has been going on forever." Yeah, <laughs> go to go to one Dodgers game and sit in the upper deck for me one time, and dude. When they're playing the Giants, and then uh, report back to me on the whether this is unusual behavior from fans. Um, no, you're right. It's it's a mess. It's just all that. That's, it's all a mess. The the one series that can save us is Bucks Celtics, I think, because that is. For all the for all the discussions about the refs and and the refs have been quote unquote bad, but also Giannis is impossible to officiate either way. And I, I and I think like I get the feeling that both of these teams have kind of just ex- you're going to complain, you're going to bicker, you're going to work the refs a little bit. But I get the feeling like both these teams kind of know what they're up against and know what it is, and they're just like let's this, these are the these are the terms of of engagement here, and now let's just play. And um, the fans are going to complain. But by and large, I don't really feel like the, the player. I'm not saying like obviously Marcus Smart on the the final shot when he thought he was entitled to three free throws. Um, of course, they're going to complain about calls like that or whatever. But by and large, I I get the feeling that like both these teams are sort of okay with how physical it is because both of these teams think they have the better defense, mm-hmm. and both of these teams think they can thrive in an environment like this. So it's been it, it has been a ton of fun to watch, and I say that because the Bucks won the last game I watched. <laughs> But it is Had the Celtics one, I would I would be complaining about. No, I'm kidding. It's um, fascinating. I think this is what I want to watch. I want to watch those two series play out. And we have to point it and we have to go back to the fact that Chris Middleton is not playing. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's what's so amazing to me about Giannis and this team right now. Between him and Brooke Lopez, it's pretty it's pretty remarkable that they're able mm-hmm. to be up right now. And I think the Celtics are gonna win game four. I really do. So I'm excited to see if they get to a game seven playing in Boston because yeah. Giannis Antetokounmpo could win a game seven in Boston. And it goes back It's to- never happened, has it? <laughs> well, it goes back to the conversation we were talking about before, which is like if he does that to the Celtics, I think that Giannis really does take that next Takes step that next. where people say this guy is he's one of and the by people ones. we mean the the Boston medium yeah of course I'm ready for it I yeah. mean, give the guy some credit I've been I've been piling on the Celtics too much by the way because I've, I've gotten a little pushback from um some of the people that listen to the show that like the mm-hmm. Celtics and they're like why do you hate us so much I don't so hate I'll, them. I'll say some nice things about the Celtics Jalen Brown is a ton of fun he's impossible mm-hmm. to root against agreed he's awesome yeah. love that guy it's absolutely hilarious that he played at Cal with Ivan Rab and they won nothing and they were terrible. And Conzo Martin should have never gotten a high major job after that. <laughs> Seriously. Like the fact that both of those dudes were at Cal. And do you remember one scene? They made one tournament, right? And they lost in the first round. Weren't they like a, what year was that? What, what seed were they? They were double digit seed. I remember they like snuck into the tournament. And uh, did nothing. I, it was it was baffling. And Ivan Rab was was a highly thought of. That's what I'm saying. Both those guys going into that year, they were like, "Wow, you know, watch we out, got a squad, yeah, 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 watch out." Here they come. They did nothing. Like when you think back on their Cal, do you remember one single moment that they had? Mm-hmm. There's not a single moment that stands out to me from from um, their time at Cal. But uh, there's that. I do love Jalen Brown. I'll root for Jalen Brown. I'll give you that. Grant Williams not flopping is one of the great stories in basketball right now that this man who flopped his way around the court at Tennessee and he's like letting Giannis back him down and he's kind of chesting him and not just immediately flopping but flop still here and there but um the fact that he's not flopping like he did at Tennessee is one of the great success stories I think I've ever seen (laughs) 
If you would have told me that Grant yeah. Williams would have Giannis back him down, you know, when he was a Tennessee, like that's that's all that man would do is he just flop around. That's he, that's why he's so hated by SEC fans because he was great, but then he was also like, you know, a little. I don't know what the word would be, but right there, yeah. I do think Giannis, by the way, will get um, you know his due as, as things go on in this in this series. You know what I mean? I think that yeah. they're finally going to give him a, a tip of the cap. What do you mean? Just in general, I think that Boston's going to finally say, "Hey, no matter what happens, I, I will give Giannis." Like the the fan, the Boston fans, yeah, the, the Boston the team, fans, the, the the people, the Boston, oh, fans, the, the Boston people, they all come together. Um, Peyton Pritchard's another one I wanted to shout out because Peyton Pritchard, uh. Is is the lost legend of the 2020 NCAA tournament? So I like him. Me too. Do I get credit for that? Yeah. Uh, he. Every, everyone remembers like Dayton, Kansas, and like Cassius Winston, and all these these stories that didn't get NCAA tournaments. But Oregon's really good that year. Mm-hmm. Will Richardson and Duarte, and they won the Pac-12. And Peyton Pritchard was first team All American, and he didn't get an NCAA tournament. But when we talk about 2020, we never talk about Peyton Pritchard. So I'll root for that guy forever. Yeah. So there you go. Jason, some, Jason Tatum's okay too. I, I I realize like I actually don't hate Tatum at all. I, I like Tatum. Tatum. It's just the reaction around Tatum. It's like the belief that Jason Tatum's a top five player in the NBA is bonkers. It's and, and you see it like Giannis is miles ahead of that guy. Mm-hmm. It's not even close. And we have to pretend like Jason Tatum because he wears Boston on his chest. We have to pretend like he's a top five guy. Get that out of my face. But um, you take that away, the guy's likable, and and he's never done anything. To to have me root against him, even you know, I'm I'm not the anti Duke guy on the show. I never I I liked him at Duke. I I actually like him. I like the way that he you played. do. I like the way that he plays. You like him at Duke? I well, I mean, I didn't really care when he was at Duke, but I I like the fact that they together figured out how to play as a team. I mean, they were horrible at the start of the year. There was every single person talking in in the NBA was like, all right, they have to figure out which guy they're going to trade. Yeah. They have to figure out what they're going to do. But instead, he decided to buy in and play defense, which has been great. Mm-hmm. But can we talk about, I mean, the real conversation is Joel Embiid right now, right? I mean, that he didn't win MVP. Oh, that's right. Yeah, it was official. Like We, yeah. just, we knew it was coming, but... Uh... That's probably the biggest news in the in the whole NBA, you know, what what does it mean? What do we look like as we move forward? And what's crazy is that I think that you could argue that Giannis deserved to win it. You could argue that Joel Embiid deserved to win it. And you can obviously say that Jokic deserved to win it. But mm. he goes back to back. And uh, now, I mean, this is going to be comedy as we like look forward. Because all of these, I mean, the Sixers fans, they're going to be talking about this for five years. I mean, yeah. this is going to be something that we hear about <laughs> for a long time. How much of it, you, you pay more attention than I do to the NBA. Um, I love Jokic, man. I How could I, you I, not? I like him be too, but like Jokic is he's it, it, Greg Greg Popovich was the first to say it, right. He's Larry Bird, mm-hmm. modern Larry Bird. Um, he he's I I love everything about him. I love that he's fat. I love that he doesn't care that he's fat. It's it's all perfect for for what I need out of a basketball player. Jokic is the guy. I I freaking love watching that guy play basketball. Um, so I want and I'm also I'm also a small market guy, so. I am of the opinion that a lot of the hatred is just coming from Joel Embiid playing in Philadelphia and Jokic playing in middle America. And that's, what do you think? Is that a good theory? I think you're right. Do you think if Jokic played for like the Knicks, people would be so upset about it? Uh, Yeah. I also just think that Jokic, I don't think he even really cared about winning this. You know what I mean? I think in his world, he was like, I don't want to win this because I don't... Everyone that was in this conversation, like Giannis, I know for a fact, did not want to win because he did not want to deal with everything else. Yeah. Like, I don't care. Yeah. If I win, I really would like to not win. And I think Jokic was like, <laughs> I really, really would not like to win because I don't want to have to deal with this. And I think Joel Embiid was saying to himself, this is my time. Like, look at the crap that I just put up with with this Ben Simmons guy. And I and, I, and I yeah. made you a top three team. You we were the number one seed last year when this guy was still a bozo and he was taking all the credit for us. Right. So in his mind, I understand why he expected, he was due. Yeah, he was due. Yeah, yeah. But at the sense. end of the day, Jokic was better this year than he was last year, and he has every right to win this year. And I have no problem with him winning because he is that incredible. You know, but what Jokic I mean? has now a zero percent chance of winning next year, right? Like, there's no way he's gonna. The last the, the guy, to, the last guy to win three is uh, is Bird to do it. He he won three Whoa. in a row. Yeah. Whoa! <laughs> there you go. So I think he could do it, but I really think that if Joel Embiid will win it next year, yeah, I think so. He's he's back to back years where he finishes in second. He's MVP. Is he MVP? 
Mm. Is he the MVP? Mm. Who is the MVP if Ja is? <laughs> I don't know. I think it's just young. We should give out a MVP. <laughs> you and I should do that on the show, the, the MVP uh, of the NBA. I can't believe there were 100 people that voted on that. You know what I mean? And it was, you know, it was just so I think dramatic. we should. I think, the listen, the NBA is trying to be more like college. We, we, we've talked about this. Mm -hmm. um, with that, I think one good move for the NBA can make is have way too many player of the year awards like college does where there's <laughs> there's no one even when you ask people some people say Naismith some people say Wooden those seem to be the two most prestigious I guess but there's like 30 national player of the year awards mm -hmm. uh, the NBA should open up open up the award system and let the players vote on an award let the the fans vote on the MVP um we need more of that. We need. I Agreed. think. I think that solves a lot of the problems if we have a. Because then, when a guy is like the unanimous, then it means something, you know. Mm -hmm. When the fans and the media and the players all agree that this guy was the best. Yeah, we got to figure out who the hundred people are that that are able to get away. Who with the this. fans vote MVP this year? Embiid. Embiid would be the players' pick, obviously. Who Who are the fans voting? <laughs> Luca. Yeah, Luca's up there for sure. I'm trying to think. I mean, there there's a lot of. I mean, LeBron might win. You know what I mean? Like this, this is the. You never know. I mean, yeah. D Rose every year. LeBron is man. always up there. Barstool like steal like figures out a way to hack the vote and like build some sort of. <laughs> oh, <laughs> the, the, the 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 part might take guys like build some sort of campaign to to vote for uh, Ben Simmons to win it. Oh and my god! Ben, it's like a Peyton Hillis Madden situation where Ben Simmons. <laughs> He got out. He did. He, I guess he, uh, yeah, he's doing it. He's doing it. Ben Simmons, he's around. He's still happening. Still making it happen. Put that, pull that quote, Jim. Put that on a quote card. He's doing it. <laughs> he's uh, doing what else is there? You, you, uh, you got anything else before we wrap this thing up? Uh, that's all I got, really. I mean, you know, you're right over there. Honestly, my, my right eye, I cannot see anything out of the right one. Right. I, I'm barely like, uh, figuring it out right now. Yeah. <laughs> Jim, tap in for Tate. What, uh, do you have any shout-outs? Uh, yeah, shout-out Ray Romano for getting cast as Jimmy V in the new movie. It's a movie? Movie or TV show. I don't know. I didn't read the article. Did you? <laughs> no. It's just you a said picture? It. You sent it to us. I saw the picture. I, I, I it's a new I, movie. I just saw the picture of Ray it's Romano. It's a film, actually. Next to uh, Jim Valvano, and I got really excited because that- I'm going to watch. That checks out. That uh, It is a film? Mm -hmm. a, a major motion picture? Yep. I like it. Yeah, it's a good casting. That's, that, that's a good casting. What do you think? I like that. Yeah. I will watch. Yeah. I like the fact that, you know, that, that we're trying to make some series happen with some really great players and some great coaches and, you know, trying to tell those stories. Winning time. Yeah. Jim Valvano. Who's the, uh, what's the. Who else uh, will be cast for this? Yeah. <laughs> Mystery cast. I was looking at who's in that tournament. As far as coaches, basically everybody was in that. So Dean Smith. Who would you have play him? I was thinking Ed O'Neill, you know, Al Bundy from mm. Modern Family. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Is that good Dean Smith? Yeah. Tate, take it personally? Mm. No? No. What 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 is the story? Is it a Jim Valvano story or is it a 1983 story? You don't know. You just, you didn't read the no. article. <laughs> is, is the movie about like that team or is it about Jim Valvano well, they got um, a culminating the in the SB anyway. speech? You know what I mean? Yeah. Who would you have play uh, Bayheim? Beheim. Yeah. Him. Just have him play it. Young Rick Pitino. Do the, uh, oh, young Rick Pitino. Is that just Al Pacino in makeup? Yeah. That, that it would actually be hilarious if everyone in this movie is very, very old and they're just made up to be younger. Mm -hmm. the, 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 the LeBron crypto CGI situation. <laughs> yes. where LeBron talking. is Michael Jordan. That'd be good. He's the next one, you know? People would, yeah, people would that, for sure. <laughs> Clint Eastwood as uh, Lou Carnesecca. I gotta, mm. I gotta talk to my agent and figure out how I can get in this movie though. I, Chris I Mullen, a, you could play Chris Mullen if Timothy Chalamet turns it down. <laughs> like that. <laughs> I don't know who else is in this. This is I. Dickie V. Who would you have play him? Oh, Dickie V would be. Um, I don't know. Ned Ryerson from uh, Groundhog Day. That'd be a good one. Mm-hmm. Mm. Trying to think Gene Cady, <laughs> Bill Murray in uh, Kingpin with the hair. That one works. That one works. Mel Brooks. Tate, is uh, this helping Lowy or hurting Mel? your migraine? <laughs> Honestly, I, 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 I'm running out of words. 
I'm losing. I'm losing the stream right now. All I can all I can tell you right now is that Giannis Antetokounmpo. He's the only one I can believe. <laughs> He's the only one I can believe. Uh, believe, believe. Um, what? What'd you say? I was gonna play. I was gonna say, who does he play? Sam Perkins. Mm-hmm. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I can't see. <laughs> oh my god! Well, I'll uh, I'll bring us home with some uh, <laughs> some other shout outs. Uh, shout out to uh, whichever horse won the Kentucky Derby. Uh, I was really excited to watch this. I talked about it on the last show. Jim, did you watch the Kentucky Derby? Kind of. I uh, I watched like two and a half hours of. I I I wake up. I turn on the TV. I go to the YouTube TV thing. I I scroll down to the Kentucky Derby. It says Kentucky Derby. Six and a half hours remaining, or something like that, on the thing, and I was like, "My God, I completely forgot that there's like 400 races leading up to the real race." I watched like two or three of them. Um, I check. I keep flipping back between that and like NHL playoffs. I was there NBA playoffs that day. I, I there. I think there were. Yeah, there were some. Whatever. I'm I'm like trying to watch it all. The 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 real race is coming up. I keep getting told the real race is coming up. I uh, decide I'm gonna go hop in the shower because I at, at some point I went on a little run and and I was sweaty. So I was like, you know what? I'm gonna hop in the shower. I'm gonna come out watch Kentucky Derby. I'll go grab dinner. Perfect plan. Bada bing, bada boom. Come out of the shower. Everyone's hugging them each other, <laughs> giving kisses on the cheek. Can't believe we won the Kentucky Derby. And I was like, I'll be goddamned. I was so excited. This was the year I was getting back into horse racing, and it's gone. Who'd you uh, who'd you bet on? I didn't bet on anybody. Okay. I don't. I, I didn't watch a second of. I didn't know. I don't know a single horse that was in it. I don't know who won it. Mm-hmm. That was that. Rich Strike won it. Rich Strike won it. Mm-hmm. Eighty to one odds. Okay. Cool. <laughs> Tate is dying over here. I know. Yeah, I know. I apologize. Let's just get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I love you guys. Slowly, slowly falling apart. Uh, Thank you, Paolo Bancaro. At least, at least I had that. That made my weekend. He should have said when he said, "Who are you?" He should have said, "I'm him." I would have liked that. <laughs> that would have been the final thing. I think. <laughs> Finally, builds. I wanted to shout out Bill Self doing a crypto voiceover. Like that. I wanted to shout out um, Antoine Davis is going back to Detroit, and Jeff Goodman reported that uh, he has signed a name, image, likeness deal with a uh, Chinese company called Glowballs. Did you see this? Did you hear about this? Glowballs. What the hell is Glowballs? I have no I don't idea. Know. I want in. How do I invest mm-hmm. in Glowballs? Um, I wanted to shout out commissioners, uh, Greg Sankey and uh, the, the the new Pac-12 guy mm. who are meeting with Congress to talk about the name image likeness spiraling out of control and how can we get a handle on all this? Because I, I love when the federal government gets involved in college sports, so that's exciting. Um, we, we have that to look forward to. In the uh, We've got a great offseason. We've got a lot of things. Great, we great offseason yeah. coming. Um, and, and I think that's it. Anything else, Jim, before we go? Uh, no. I don't <laughs> think so. Nothing else. Shout out Tate for sitting through this. Yeah. Um, Let's just keep that, talking. That's that what guy, I'm trying to do here. I'm trying to keep it going because oh, okay. Tate's like dying. I think it's funny yeah. to watch. Did you guys see uh, that guy tackled uh, Dave Chappelle at the Hollywood Bowl? <laughs> was that you? No. Uh, the guy, uh, yeah, he had his arm messed up, dude. That was awesome. I don't know if it was actually messed up or if he was handcuffed behind his back. Oh, I saw everyone bugging it look, about it. It looked like it, it looked like he got worked. It looked it messed like, up, but yeah. you know what worked him was Jamie Fox and Buster Rhymes. They said, which is yeah. awesome. Yeah, <laughs> cast them in the movie. Get Buster Rhymes back on film. <laughs> Jamie Fox is one of the most like overlooked, talented person. I mean, he's always doing something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Jamie Fox. Yeah, he's always there. Yeah. yeah, the man. Yeah, Jim loves instances of of uh you, you love combat sports you love like ufc footage. was this weekend canelo yeah. got his ass beat too you love like the footage of the streakers running onto the field and then oh yeah the security guard <laughs> lights him up mm-hmm. jim loves that shit. Yeah, of course <laughs> who doesn't i love i love how happy it makes <laughs> it. yeah it's like you see this one you gotta check this video out this guy <laughs> running on the floor watch this watch boom <laughs> yeah. got him <laughs> like how'd you not see that You're like, okay. um my final shout out i uh I'm 20 years late to the party. I, I, I watched Band of Brothers. I finally finished it. I started it like last week, and I and I finally finished it. So um, I don't know. I, I don't know what the shout out even is. I, just, I I I was in tears. I was. It, it, what a show. You've you've seen it. Mm-hmm. I assume, yeah. Oh I haven't God. seen it. No spoilers. Don't tell me who won. We won the war. Oh, spoiler alert. Mom. We won the war. Oh. Shout out to the fellas. I guess. Shout out to the lads, the boys, the whatever you want to call it. But uh, any, I'm I'm a sucker tape for any male bonding type situation. Jackass. Yeah. <laughs> uh 
the uh the momentum generation documentary i love that on hbo i've watched that like four times with surfers mm. any story of like dudes i don't know i'm a, I'm a big softy dude's <laughs> oh, bonding that. gets it done for me so yeah anyway shout out band of brothers that was that was a fun experience all right we're gonna go tate's gonna die see you guys appreciate you